Yo, G. Yo, I should say, you know. Michael Tim. I'm here, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Hey, Ashra. Sorry, let me, let me stretch and wake up. I've been awake, but it's just one of those days. <laughs> one of those days, man. I'm in my bed right now, still. Mm. Mm. <sighs> no, no, to be honest, the conversation can be sweeter when you're in your bed. Honestly, okay. honestly. In fact, let me get my... Oh. Do you know what? In fact, I'm gonna enter my own. Bed. Let me get my gonna, yeah, my I'm quilt. Gonna, I'm just gonna get my quilt oh, and really like right. get comfy. Because I'm not gonna must, lie, must it's, be it's, nice. Must be nice. Serious topics that we're talking, so you know my nice. body needs to be in a rested state. I've, I've just closed <laughs> my work laptop. You know, <sighs> I've responded to them in a couple <laughs> hours. Let me just get real comfy. Couple hours, guys. This is a quick thing. It's a quick convert. Listen, listen, listen. So. <laughs> So, alright, should we let's let's just get it popping. First things first. Obviously, welcome guys yeah. to the Point Podcast. But before we even get started, it's uh it's a special day today. It's a special we're recording day recording on someone's uh on a special day. And this is how much he loves you guys. Oh. It's Enoch's birthday, everybody. <laughs> 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 Yeah. 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 Happy yeah, 27th yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Do your harmony. Do your birthday harmony. Yeah. Let's do let's do happy birthday. Alright, I I'm Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. We're all off. What the hell is going on? Why did we start? Wow, I should say don't I should say don't use the colonial <laughs> version. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, let's go with it. Let's but go, but you know, no, but the black version, the Negro version, it requires too much energy and I'm in my bed right now. I can't oh, we can harmonize me. Let's go. Let's go with it. Okay. He not deserves it, really. One, two, three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Hey. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Happy, Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You know what? I don't feel I don't feel like the harmonies caught properly. So can we just do one last happy birthday? Oh, right. Elongate it so that the harmonies are there. You know, guys, this is how I stay. Yeah. So we're just gonna do a happy birthday, yeah. Okay. Wow. But a long one. Yeah. One, um, two, three. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. We're all off, man. No, we're not. We're on. No, you're off. You're off. Apple, okay. go again. This is the last time. Okay. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. Ooh. Yes. You know, you know about that, that from the bottom up. Ooh. Listen. Anyway, anyway. Happy birthday, bro. We love you. Ooh. Trust me, boy. Um, we love you, bro. Mm. Um, love you, bro. Any, any, uh, any words before we get into this episode for being twenty-seven? You know what? No, man. You know what? It's been, it's been a weird, mm. weird year. You know, it's negativity, a lot of negativity. I feel like you know, if there's, if you know how I believe that God has themes. Mm. You know, every week, every month, every year. I feel like the enemy has a theme and that is bondage and it's like you know entrapment and bondage wow. and chains and that's something that we've been we've been fighting recently we've been fighting for freedom a lot and not just not just you know with the whole 
um, racism things, but yeah, even freedom the lockdown, from my damn the fact house. that we are in a lockdown. Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? The fact that we are in a lockdown shows that we've been in themes of being bondage and bound and entrapped. So I just want to let everyone know that we are definitely free. It's just about, you know, hashing out all the little yeah. bits and and believing that we are and then also <clears throat> moving towards that freedom and fighting towards uh, that for well, that freedom taking power from the white man that we I like I like I like yeah. uh, <laughs> I like birthday message from Enoch there guys very light <laughs> mm. we love you light one. Like, light. we love you yeah man I love I love you guys I love everyone you, you listeners I'm so you know grateful that you guys listen that's why I still went on with this recording. I could have been like, oh, I don't want to record on my birthday. But do you know what? It's like, I actually love doing this. I love talking and I'm excited for today's episode as well. Yes. Uh, well, um, yeah, we've, so. got, yeah, we've got the Melanin <laughs> so, yeah. Monroe on, on board. Come on Mom. now. We've had her, had her before. before. She's not a stranger no, to the podcast. No, not many a time. Maybe like twice. Since we rinsed that episode, those episodes a couple of times, boy, so it I'm felt much. like many times. <laughs> yeah. But um, we've had her on twice before. Um, she is yeah. a friend, family member to the podcast. The point she was our first, she's like our, our female correspondent, yeah, um, man, when it comes to this stuff. But we have, mm. of course, Miss Asha Weber. Welcome, 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 Melody Monroe. What's popping? I don't know if you want to be called Weber, Asha Weber now because we were talking. Anyway, we'll go, we're going to get Listen, into it. Listen, whatever, whatever, we can, we can. We can talk it. into it. But um, obviously following on from last week's episode, you guys, you know, we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, what we're seeing right now. We've also kind of touched on church responses, um, that of which, you know, we mentioned a, a few major churches that um, and how they've kind of been responding to, to what we've been seeing. So um, effectively... Uh, Miss Melanie Monroe put out uh, 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 a, uh, a call to action for anyone who wanted to bring her on and come and talk because she has, you know, a, a lot of experience, especially, you know, dealing as a, as a young black woman in those institutions that we were talking about last week. So we just wanted to get you on, sis, to come and like hear your perspective, hear the female wow. perspective for you to educate us as guys, because I think yeah. as men in the Black Lives Matter movement, there is, we as black men, obviously, um, uh, we've seen what happened to George Floyd and where we suffer as a result of being black men. But yeah. as a black woman, there is a double, um, you guys have the yeah. double kind of, um, kind of hit side from being a woman just in the first mm -hmm. place and then being mm -hmm. a black woman mm -hmm. on top of that so we want to get into miss yeah the double the oppression fam so yeah you know, yeah so um, share with us oh hi to the point listeners this is tired this is me uh, this has been listening to Solange all week um <laughs> <laughs> so basically yeah last week um well it's now two weeks ago i woke up from a nap and there were some dms um, in, in Instagram, had some iMessages from some sister friends who were like, OMG, things have hit the fan. But I was like, that's none of my business. Yeah. Um, so towards the end of last week, there was a lot of like indirect being tweeted where, you know, other black women were, you know, laughing to be like, you know, is this your pastor? Is this your church? Etc. Mm. etc. Et and I got really tired of seeing... <laughs> I understand why those black women couldn't call it out, yeah. couldn't point out what they were talking about because 
they're still planted in church spaces i'm not they still maybe some of them are in like volunteer leadership roles i'm not um and it was very just very tender because um nobody wanted to speak about it in case you get um devotees of certain churches in your mentions trolling you so i put out a call out and i said you know what enough is enough i've kind of bit my tongue and only spoken to a few people about this over the past over the past five years but in those five years at one point it was like every other week i'm hearing a horror story of what's going on mm. in this particular church against black women so i was just like listen i'm not going to mm. put anyone's business out there because if i start giving examples people start connecting the dots mm. but because my background is in social science and I'm a black feminist, I said, let's look at the structure and let's place this in a story. Mm. So what we're seeing mm. now didn't just happen overnight. This type of behavior has been festering, I believe festering for almost a decade. Wow. Because when I was planted in certain environments and I would speak to other black women, they'll be like, oh, but this is how it's always been. Mm. So if it's always mm. been there and they were there three, four years before me and I left five <laughs> years ago, we're clocking up almost a decade. Mm. So um, wow. I guess the, yeah, like Enoch was saying about dealing with stuff in the lockdown, I had to deal with um, how I perceive myself, how I use my voice, what matters I choose to speak on. And it's actually my youngest brother who, um, I did one of these like spontaneous um, photo shoots in my room where you set the timer and he messaged me, he's like, oh, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And I sent him a few selfies because he doesn't want me to cut my hair. So I sent him a few selfies and he was just like, I'm gonna frame pictures of you in my house, coming like a melon in my room, and it just—it just, you know, it just Ooh. had this something to it. <laughs> just had this something, and then like a week later, I was like, Do you know what? Let's just let's just rebrand out in these streets. Mm. Mm. So, because of course, like because mm. you've now you've done just that. You've rebranded in terms of the kind of content that you're putting out. Um, of course, when you said that you were planted in these these spaces um mm. i know from personal experience because we obviously used to go to hillsong together lead connect groups and mm-hmm. we were very much in the um in the thick of it um mm-hmm. but for those who don't know could you share with us like what what was it like kind of being in an environment where when i think about black female leadership in particular with hillsong mm-hmm. i'm not sure that there is much so I, don't, I, I know you know from a you know they have a few black pastors and that kind of mm-hmm. a thing and before anybody you know anybody who goes to Hillsong or anyone that's listening to this this is not a bash Hillsong you know episode no. we're not doing that we're just we're just kind of yeah. digging deeper into the kind of um, mm-hmm. you know the hierarchical structure of how it how it's placed and representation all of that so for you as a black woman because mm-hmm. I know you were very close with the pastors there serving mm-hmm. what was it like mm-hmm. to be a black woman in that space but also maybe to not see yourself represented in the leadership um generally okay so yeah firstly um like as as the point guys have said the uncles (laughs) um so i put a call out literally last thursday and then by the time i fell asleep one of my friends was like actually you've got a mic you've got a phone record it yourself um because i did have a lot of people in my dms like sis i would really like to listen to this episode but you know like 
I'll, I'll see who wants to. And I know because of the notoriety of the church, nobody wants to speak uh. about it. But what was really interesting is I actually got a DM from a girl in Abu Dhabi. And she said she's experiencing the exact same wow. thing in her church in Abu Dhabi. So what 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 I, li- I would like this conversation to do is to highlight two black women where microaggressions and misogynoir, and I'll go into those definitions later, where they manifest not just within your faith-based space, like this can happen in the mosque, this can happen in the hospital, this can happen in your own home, workplace, shopping center, hairdressers, it happens everywhere. Nail shop, do you know what I mean? So I'm just using Mm. this context because of um, what had happened when the church had tried to speak on the Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. So as for me, um, so I was planted in church for about five years, serving very heavily for about two and a half years. So I was on the young adult um, leadership team and uh, sister church women's ministry. Um, planted in South Bermondsey, and um, I have a knack for like admin, organisation, and people. So I think in that particular space, I just thought I would flourish. However, when you're asking me about um, black female leadership, I had nobody discipling me. So I was doing, kind of discipling myself through books, through podcasts, through connecting with other black women (coughs) in the UK, Mm -hmm. as well as serving, giving of myself. And I would say like, I was very zealous. Like I didn't have any boundaries. I was just like, you know what? I'm passionate about this, I'm here to to serve. and 18 to 25 year old black girls in South London, like that's just my heartbeat. And even though I've mm. left the faith-based space, I've had conversations over the last, particularly over the lockdown, when people are like, actually, I'm literally just a black British woman, stand account. And I said, listen, <laughs> to my blood, this is what I'm, I actually feel like this is what I'm here to do. Um, so, yeah, because we, when, you know, growing up, you're always kind of put in competition against each other. Who's the smartest, who's the prettiest, who can get the most boys. Um, so now I'm like, now we're in our mm. 20s and 30s. Yeah, guys, mm-hmm. I'm a baby girl. I'm going to be 31. Mm. But yeah, on the other, you know, getting over to outside first, I'm like, you know, we need to support each other. Regardless, we're not fighting over man, we're not fighting <coughs> over um, who gets the most like, etc. So for me, to answer your question, not seeing myself reflected mm. wasn't, it didn't impact me, but there was a pressure for, and I also say pressure and a privilege for the for the women they're now they are now women who saw themselves reflecting uh, in me. So I took it upon myself to keep myself sharp, to keep myself ahead of not ahead of the curve, but to keep myself uh, good. So to make sure that my prayer life, my my spiritual life, me engaging the Bible was up uh, to date. But there's only so long you can uh, keep that up. And mm-hmm. I mentioned, um, so I had to do like a spontaneous voice note, and then now I have a podcast, <laughs> Pettiness and Politics. Mm. Pettiness and Politics, um, please check it out, man. Yeah. Wow. And, and it says, it does Plug. what it says uh-huh. on the tin. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, I, uh, so with that, I didn't want to be the black, the black young woman who left because I had heard about how other people, mm. volunteers, congregation members, spoke about black women when they left 
oh somebody must have broken her heart oh she's not walking with the mm. lord oh she's falling off oh she's neglecting you know the gathering of the mm. I'm mm. Like, do you know what i mean mm. whereas maybe sis is just on her period that's called mm. spade a spade like you don't you don't know what happened with her mom you don't know what happened with her brother you don't know what happened with mm. so i had heard how people had tarnished and spoken badly when you don't see a black particularly a black woman whether it's at volunteer meetings on a sunday at connect group there's always a mm-hmm. and i would say this comes from both black and white people Whoa. but it's always when the black woman is in complying that everybody pipes up a lot more uh, uh, um actually i have a question <laughs> yes, do, you, do you feel as if you were let down by black men in the church Oh, definitely so. Oh, definitely so. Like, I still need to work through that. Mm. Like, (laughs) like, work, like, since leaving, I've had to focus on, like, my physical and mental health. Then I found out I was gluten intolerant. Oh, my gosh. That's long. It it caused a lot. Ah, Mm. chips. Even simple chips. <laughs> no, it's uh, listen, guys. I'll put you guys in jollof. Wow, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been waiting to try that yeah. for years, you know. I'm not gonna lie, I'm just making myself, but yeah, <laughs> actually, thanks. I've, I've yeah, perfected my recipe, but yeah, so imagine that you're you're dealing with stuff, and um, so yeah, when you're gluten intolerant, like for me, like everything in my body hurt, low mood, bad sleep, etc., etc. But in terms of when I left the two pastors who I was kind of like their PAs or their go-to did not call mm. me. Oh, what? I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> did not call me. You're not, no, surprised. not surprised. I was not called. And then one of them got really shady four months later when I showed up to church with my sister on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. He got his wife to call me, giving me mm-hmm. attitude. And then I was told by the now campus pastor that, oh, why are you making it so deep? Just come back. And I'm like, you, you, you don't, you don't even ask. You heard it. Okay. You know, why, why, why are you trying, why are you, why, why have quote unquote you lot always got to make it so deep? What, what you, you okay. Uh, right, we're going to have to really, uh, yeah, we're really out. getting into this <laughs> now. Yes. Right. No, no, no. Listen, let me yeah, roll up my that sleeves one. because the same person. I'm just pulling up my duvet. Same person. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've just got, I've just got my bed. I just got my bed. Let's really talk now. Well, sisters, I know you're not wearing your wigs because it's locked down with your cute cute got the head wraps. Girl, you know I got my do wag on. You know. We stand you. We stand you, kings. No, no. But all all seriousness, I had left, and then. A couple of months later, when I'm telling you, people are calling me to be like, yo, do you know that he just shaded black women from the platform? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, he said the reason why, you know, making a joke, this is the reason why. He oh, said, my oh, Lord. What? I knew I'm it. To church late. What? I knew it. Huh? I knew it. Wow. <laughs> this is in, this was in 2002. Wow. JSU. Yo, <laughs> oh my god, and I said, All of you lot sat there and kikied. Yo, we have to unpack a, a few things, yeah, yeah. We need to break this down. We need to do you, as in it, okay, go for it, go for it, bro. Go for, for it. those, for those that, that for those that went to Hill Song, and I'm talking to Aisha and Michael, yeah. Mm. Do you guys feel yeah. uh-huh. that the black woman uh-huh. was portrayed negatively? 
thus being the reason as to why a lot of the black men are married to white women uh. yes yes I believe and this is the reason why I say um, I could even I don't want to pull up the notes about what I wrote last week but I would say that in terms of play for play in terms of leadership and I've had this I've had this conversation over the last five years with girls who were women who are now 24 25 where they would have an interest in let's say um a young white man who they're serving alongside and he'll do all the flirting and all the this and all the that but who does uh-huh. he go and date and even some of the black oh. young leaders who do they uh-huh. align to who do they want to be doing uh-huh. pillow talk to mm. but then who do they go and want to announce oh uh-huh. get engaged so there's a play for play in terms of if you look at the correlation between who gets made full-time star and who stays wow. a volunteer it seems like you marrying or dating a white woman or a white mm. man is your ticket Woo! into leadership she said it's the brothers wearing she said it. I heard, I heard. She said it. men that wear those fedora hats man, fed- you have to be wearing oh listen because 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 you lot asked the question, I'm gonna go That's in right. on it because uh-huh. last week I told people I said, listen, like no offense, but I'm not gonna because I don't want to. But what I'm to, what I'm talking about is that is reflected uh-huh. in the rest yes. of society. You see that in the rest of society where certain people feel that they have to align mm. with certain others to be seen as acceptable. With regards to the black woman, the amount of times I was told or I would hear. Oh, she's bossy. Oh, she's this. Oh, oh I shouldn't smile. Oh, I should too spiritual. Uh, but the same one who's spiritual is the same one who'll be praying for you or be like, sis, I realize you were not here for a month. Mm, I wonder how I got that. I wonder, I wonder how I got that discernment. But when Ish hits the fan, oh, sis, can you pray for me? Oh, sis, like, I'm entering three days of prayer and fasting. Oh, okay, but six months ago, did, and did, did, yeah. to what Ash is saying, yeah completely completely like eh, yeah go on. i used to have meltdowns yeah literal like, literal this meltdowns. is why I'm, like she's saying it and i'm like it's just transporting <laughs> me back to when we were there like mm. legit <laughs> what, what i would say in terms of to answer your question afro i feel like the sisters the, the black sisters at in church in general a, a black woman on fire for god mm. is on fire do you see what yeah. i'm saying mm-hmm. you know yeah. that yeah devout um, willing to serve deep um, checking in on people there, there's no like airy fairiness when it comes to black women and their spiritu- spirituality whatever it is right they ride out mm. and I feel like um, you know in certain spaces that can be taken advantage of so mm. you know oftentimes you would Definitely. see you know the black women uh, you know doing certain um, administrative jobs or you know like whether it's books selling the books or or, or or whatever what have you right but then when it comes to like mm-hmm. leadership that wasn't always it was reflected in some in some ways but not from a staff pers- perspective definitely from that still volunteer perspective and what i would what i would caveat is if you oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna go there we're gonna go there the black mm. single woman is a Special is is on a special margin. If you're married, oh yes, yeah, sis, you can. Ah, oh, you're saying you it. Can, you're if saying you, it. If you've got the MRS, if you, let's go there. If you've got the MRS, mm. you're passable. Jeez, if you're MRS, MRS, no, 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 you can walk around and you. Why can did get I become MRS scanner? MRS scanner. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
but but the thing is, if you ain't, if you haven't got your MRS yet, or if you don't want to have your MRS, let's mm. be real, because not every black woman wants yeah. to be married uh-huh. who is yeah. a Christian. Yeah. Like me and me and me and Asher used to it's joke. Uh, we used to run a joke called Uni. You know, Eunuch. <laughs> yeah, obviously Eunuchs don't get married, did it? Mm. In the Bible. And I used to be like, Asher, are you in uni? Like, EU and I, bruv. Like, what's going on? Are you you want to get married or are you in uni, bruv? Like, do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm, I feel like mm. I'm actually called to uni because, listen, the streets are too wild and it's another conversation, mm. but bringing a black child into mm. this world, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, but that's enough, too much, but that's but yeah. another conversation. But, um, yeah, in terms of leadership and reflecting and volunteering, or if you are positioned, so this is another thing. So particularly with misogynoir, so I did yeah break that down for us. Yeah, trust me, boy. Because now, yeah, because I know that everyone's getting into their yeah. you know Black Lives Matter bag, which I appreciate, but I do also think that as a community we have a responsibility to like know where these mm-hmm. things came from. So like misogynoir is misogyny, but it's specifically directed at black women um, based on their race and their gender. So as you guys said, like a double sword. Um, and it was coined by a queer black feminist called Moya Bailey. Guys, please, not not the uncles on the podcast, but just um, listeners, please, when you're like using these terms, like put respect on black women's names who struggled and did PhDs and um encountered so much stuff you know in Indomin <laughs> yes. and do you know what i mean like a lot of the stuff yeah. gets hijacked um and it's not easy to be a black academic let alone a black female academic so like yeah we're using a lot of terms but like uh. look into the root of them um so she created this term to reflect how black women are portrayed in american visual and popular culture so if you want to take misogynoir in that definition so we're talking about black women mm. in visual and popular culture. Transport that into, let's say, a face, yeah. a safe-based space. When do we see the sisters? It's when we want mm. to do the gospel. It's when we need the one Ooh. who can dance very well. So these women, we do not see them for 11 months of the year. However, we've got, we've got youth conference, we've got leadership conference, we've got Christmas, we've got Easter. That's when you're like, wow, where have all these black women been? So it's only to project this image of inclusivity, of diversity, etc, etc. But on a day-to-day basis, and even to a point mm. in 2015, a lot of these women had left Hillsong, but still had good connections with other people who served in teams. So they'll come in and rehearse and do, let's say, Christmas carols as a really? favourite mates. Some of them wow. were no longer planted. Wow. Mm-hmm. I won't mention her name on this podcast, but um, if you think about the mum who uh-huh, was uh-huh. in our connect group, a lot uh-huh. of her age group who would come and do like the gospel yeah. thing, because she's part of that space, they wow. were no longer planted in the church. They were planted in a right. church, but not, right. not that one. Right, so mm. it's almost leveraging and using, again, the talents. Using the black Using woman. the black woman for her right. talents, for her service. But but not giving mm-hmm. her not representing her where in the other most important parts and the most pinnacle parts of the, the, the calendar. 
and not not supporting yeah. her pastor. But I think I think that has something to do with the not at- the mega church kind of structure anyway. It's in in general not to not to not to detract from you know what we're talking about specifically mm. about misogynoir, but I feel like with mega churches, discipleship and pastoral care is it's almost non-existent because you can disappear from mm-hmm. from any mega church and other than your friends that you know that go to that church no one ain't gonna check in on you mm. the pastor doesn't even know your name mm. you know mm-hmm. so um but yeah mm. so i guess as well like ash for for yourself like with with misogynoir and kind of walking through that as a black woman what what is it that black men are not aware of in this because of course we're seeing so many black women come out to support um you know the black lives matter movement which was spurred on by obviously the killing of george floyd yes we have Breonna taylor as well but george floyd Breonna taylor ahmed ahmed aubrey um what I guess like John John Boyega said it himself. He said black men need to protect our black women. Mm, what yep. is it about black men that we are blind to in terms of you know supporting our own? That is a question. That is a question. Ish, mm. ish, ish, ish. Because we want to be educated, ish, boy. We ish, don't we wow, don't have all the wow, answers. Okay, isn't it? it's fine. Man, don't okay, get into your so feelings when this is coming. Yeah. Like <laughs> let's all let's we're all here to learn. No, 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 because the thing is, I feel like no no no, I feel like I'm Say stuff that people will not. Okay, so basically, when I've had these conversations recently and put it out where people can read mm. it and listen to it and digest it, like exactly as Enoch said, it's like you have to deal with your bondage, mm. you have to deal with the ugly stuff. Like, this is forcing you to confront that very question you're asking. I'm like, okay, you are ready to confront it. Okay, so when it comes to misogynoir, which I've explained about. Um, race and gender that's kind of like the external stuff when it comes to microaggressions again because we've internalized racist messaging about how the black woman is insert as many adjectives sometimes we perpetuate that so for example Mm -hmm. this strong black woman complex you some of you brothers i'm just speaking to you in general give us a break let me cry let me say do you know what today i'm tired let me say i can't do this thing let me let me complain about my mom sent me to the shop again like let me complain about all the stuff that quote unquote oh but that's our culture i've said this multiple times to the women in my family the older women i didn't inherit that strong sierra leonean gene I, i didn't go to that finishing school like so let us have our moment where we don't want to engage what can you guys do you guys can actually start to assess your own language and your own behavior so for example policing our behavior um withholding information from us whether it's in the workspace or the family space you know certain certain things that banter it's like certain times it's not appropriate um just think about the way you talk about us think about the way you do back you know some people love a backhanded compliment and then banter about our clothing our presentation our stature yeah. our hair our makeup like it's it's too much because how can we deal with that in the community um, and then go and deal with that in the workplace uh-huh. or in the church space and i don't think you should be dealing with that in the church space at all but here we are stop gaslighting us if we say this is how you spoke to me or this is how you made me feel mm. don't come and tell mm-hmm. me what about me 
listen to me let me finish don't cut me off let me finish um and like this judgmental kind of bullying you know silent treating oh can we just touch on that desirability policy Um, expand on that for us what does that look like from the black man's perspective (laughs) um like Oh, okay. Because obviously, like, I'm in uni right now, so like, me and Mandem, like, and it's, it's perfect. This lockdown, I said, listen, 2020, <laughs> every year has been my year, and I've failed dramatically, but this year has definitely been my year. I think desirability policy is like keep your keep your aesthetic desire to yourself. Like, we don't right. need to know oh. it, and it doesn't need to be paraded. And if we deviate from that. You know, if you're dating or married or engaged to someone and that person deviates, don't make it a big hoo-ha. Like, sisters are going to come out of lockdown thinner, thicker, longer hair, no hair, decide not to do their hair anymore, decide to Mm. do their nails, decide not to wear makeup. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're going to come out of this so much differently. So, you know, your desires will change and that's okay. Our desires change, but we're supposed to be the one who's accommodating if you went through a hard Mm. time or lost weight or gained weight or shaved his beard or grew his beard or <laughs> had adult acne like we're supposed to be accommodating but you lot mm. are not let's just call a spade a spade like but you and also to the married folk like listen some of you lot sex, sex lives are going to change after this so like just just call a spade a spade because i know you lot have married yeah we're all grown out here so um all those who are you know having sex and not married like me i'm not here for judgment so um yeah, respect our boundaries, please. Like, yeah. if I tell you my bedtime. So you you feel like the, just, the black man is. Don't, uh, don't be. So you were saying, don't be. Yeah, just don't don't repeat yeah. what we see on the media. Um, and even if I do shout, or even if I am angry, I have a right to be mad. Like Solange told us, like Janae has told us, she was she was born tired. Like, this is the actual fact. This is the legacy of colonialism and slavery like we've just got a lot of stuff we haven't been given the time or the opportunity to rest and be leisurely without being called lazy or unambitious or unproductive all those languages is just like wow. and leave my womb <laughs> alone please black my men mm. when and if i choose to have kids yeah mm. and how many it's none of your business so stop Wait, it. Well, we, what, 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 we can't have that conversation because, <laughs> like, babes, it's going to cost a lot of money, you know, for these, for these children. No, 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 no. But the thing is, if you are, okay. if you are in relationship with that, okay, person, okay, like, okay. I'm not talking, I'm talking stages, like, do you know what I mean? But you can't be, like, for example, when I was crossing over between 29 and 30, like, oh, okay, so why haven't you got kids? And I'm like, yeah, because I haven't met the person who I want to have kids with. And I've got other things going on in my life. Are you sure? Like, oh my lord! Right down there. Oh, am I? Like, oh, I'm like. Listen, I was just about thank to swear, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> but I was just he like, was like mm, thank you. I don't have well, to edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry, I need to remember where I am. I've got to respect the platform. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's like whether you're a cousin, a brother, a friend, like 
you don't just have to be dating a woman to respect her agency. Do you think that's perpetuated by black women as well, though? And I'm, I'm talking about, like, aunties now. You know them aunties that it's like, oh, you've gained weight. Oh, where's it? Oh, oh 100%, know. man. And we say, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. Someone but said, you know what's funny? You, you say here? that. You know that one about you. Oh, you gained weight, yeah. Yeah. Someone said, oh yeah, Auntie, I'm just trying to be like you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you know the problem is? Do you know? Do you know what the problem is? Is that it's become a part of our quote unquote mm. culture where we we shame women, mm. where aunties yeah. will shame women. In front of uh, in front of other women, I'm just like like it, that shouldn't be the case in public, in public. as well, um, and I feel as if that's something that definitely has to change. I I believe in correction, like I don't care, like I'll I'll step up to the uncles, the aunties. If you say something that is wrong, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you that you were wrong with what you said. Car, I'm not having. But that. the thing is, when you guys do it, when you guys do, it, oh, <laughs> Alpha, this one, he's such a joker. But if it's me, I'll get cast mm-hmm. to high heaven. Like, you know, they pull out all the quote-unquote achievements that you haven't hit. When it's a woman, when it's a guy, oh, he's such, he's so funny. He's like, yeah. he's like oh, you remind me of your uncle. <laughs> when he was alive, he was so funny. Well, you've got, do you know what I mean? We always deflect. When it's a woman, it's like, and I've had this conversation in the past. When I've put my phone uh, down, I've had family members tell me, this is why you're not married. And I said, if that's not, if this is, if this is why you, I'm not Can married, you actually imagine? It's true, here. you know, because <laughs> if, if last, let's say I put on weight, yeah, they'll be like, oh, big boy, do you know what I mean? Oh, you're eating well, whatever, whatever. Mm. But then when it's a woman, it's kind of like, mm. You know what's going on? Yeah. No, nah, you not actually. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. It's definitely it's. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the same, yeah. But like, I went through that last week, yeah. No, two weeks ago, I was at my parents' house, yeah. My sister was FaceTiming her best friend, yeah, and then her best friend's mum was on the FaceTime as well. She she saw me. We haven't seen each other for the, for a while, yeah. Obviously, mm. I gained weight, yeah. She's like, oh, hello, Falabi. Now, wow. I wanted to say, shut your <laughs> damn mouth. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth! I, I was gonna say a, a, a madness. I can't even say it on the pod because they they they, they, they follow. The pod. I was gonna say something crazy, but you know, let me give that to us. Antimodupair, shut your damn mouth, boy. Nah, I just think, I think, um, I think even just what you're saying, the whole list that you've been able to, and I know this is even scratching the surface, the list that you've given in terms of what things mm. that we're not aware of. I do think. Like I can hold my hands up and say, right, I'm actually blind to it. I think I think we've kind of as black men, it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse to see a black woman as a strong black woman. Because we we even us woke quote unquote waking up woke ones, we might think, oh yeah, she's a strong black woman. My mum's a strong black woman. You know, black women are just strong. And which is a which is a blessing to 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 project that onto black women. But then it also is a curse because you, you don't allow for space for there to not be that weak area which we all have as human beings and we all have the right mm. to express and I just I think it's it's not I don't I don't you know when you say an angry black quote unquote angry black woman right mm. when you deep it she's not even that angry she's actually yeah. just talking she's, at no, no, not at she's not even that angry mm. she's not even that angry and I think and I think um because um I've got notes mm. elsewhere about when that when that term came out but it was about you know 
this whole glorification of black women can take one pound and make it ten. Why should she make one pound <laughs> ten? Why can't you just give her the ten pounds? So this glorying that you know we 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 know how to struggle or different people you know we can survive on five hours sleep and etc etc and she's a mom and she's a she's a businesswoman she got five side hustles and say that's why that's why i'm angry i'm angry because i'm sleep deprived i'm angry because i haven't got a good diet i'm angry because i have nobody to talk to i'm angry because i'm overworked and overlooked that's why i'm angry so rather than looking at why she's angry people just like to project and say oh well she's she's a bit too much you know and it's like but why is she too mm. much is she overcompensating for some trauma does she feel pressure to overachieve to make sure that she gets the approval of her family members mm. or her friends or to keep up with the joneses yeah we need to look 100%. deeper into this stuff what um sorry i don't, I don't i've got another question but i don't know if anyone else wanted to jump in yeah no you go through, you go through. Um, go my yeah what kind of conversations have you been having ash with non-black um counterparts um around what we're seeing happening with black lives matter um obviously and also i'd like to know what your views are in terms of seeing you know historically racist countries like you know the italy's the australia's coming out to support the march do you think that this is just a oh yeah we can break loose of coronavirus and get together Mm. or do you think that this is a genuine um thing so couple questions there what what conversations have you had if any with any non-black counterparts mm-hmm. but also what do you think about the global movement mm-hmm. okay i like if you said if any so because of the way i have um expressed yeah. myself online and personally over the past three to four years i don't have wow. um mm-hmm. non-black people around me um because i've been removed uh-huh. from like you know the regular nine to six hustle uh-huh. um, because my mm. health has been my main job for the past three or four years. Like the NHS is just—I thank God for it—but yeah, the NHS is is a system that I just had to because I'm a black woman. I had to make my health my full-time job over the past three to four years. So I don't have um, oh. non-black people around me to discuss this. Um, I appreciate those people who are putting energy into educating yeah. people. But that's not my ministry. Like I've been there, I've done that. Um, so that's that's not me. My thing is mm-hmm. um, my focus is the black woman, like encouraging sis to rest, encouraging mm. sis to drink water and go to therapy and say no or to set boundaries. Um, mm. That's more um, where I'm at in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> ex-colonizers being ex-colonizers i'm not surprised it's typical everybody loves to jump on a bandwagon everybody wants to be woke everyone wants to put a hashtag everybody wants to get clout i've seen some very derogatory um signs about black men held up by non-white non-black women about why they're protesting um there have been clips across um particularly in like america and australia where you know people have literally just gone out yeah, yeah, to protest yeah. for a social media photo shoot. Um, so it's an excuse because I guess if you're holding if you're holding a cardboard saying Black Lives Matter, nobody's going to ask you why you're not wearing a mask or why you're not inside. So I do actually think there are people who are capitalising on it to gain clout because we are in a very um, social media driven world. 
in terms of the government that's up to them there are many petitions particularly with australia it's like okay black lives matter look at your immigration policy black lives matter but why are the indigenous people of your land still struggling why are they um drug and alcohol dependent why are they impoverished so i would rather some of them sort out their own house before again other people's business but again it's all optics it's all politicking and that's the reason why last week i got frustrated because it can get lost the black lives matter message can get lost when you see all these people Mm. jumping on the bandwagon so my thing is can we go back to the basics can we find out why it started in 2014 2015 why is george zimmerman still walking the streets why hasn't um why hasn't the police officer who went to Breonna Taylor's house, why is that person still walking free? And why do we have to have Say Her Name movement? Like, that's more my focus. We have to have the Say Her Name movement because in reference to what you guys were saying about what can black men do differently, it's just, I guess, human nature that men always take the forefront of any movement. So everyone galvanizes uh, against a father or a husband being killed. But uh, what about a woman who was going to be 27 uh, years old? Why uh, do we not give the same energy for her? And it's unfortunate because uh, black women yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And I think I think it's important for black men not to be at the forefront to change the narrative, yeah. But man, we have to do so much more. And I think it's because of our privilege, right? I think everybody has privilege to some extent. And I think black men have that as well because as much as we're discriminated as well, we are not we're not we are not as discriminated as black women. And it's important for mm. us to help our own, you know? I I, I think I think mm. what we tend to do sometimes, I'm not saying all of us, is that when we have the opportunity to be treated quote unquote better, we forget about our own, you know, mm-hmm. and we look after what is number one ourselves. But then also, Afo, I mm. feel like I feel like as black women, because yeah, when I was when I was in attending that church, same church as Michael, like I sometimes I felt like I was smashing my head against the wall to try and convinced sisters that no sis you are worthy no sis it's okay no so we're as black women we're navigating new space like me telling sis it's okay don't beat yourself up if you have a nap or i've had conversations with friends and acquaintances oh you know like i just feel like i'm unproductive i Uh, said read the room when we're in a global pandemic uh, we're still working from home what what achievement it's it's uh, so ingrained in us that we must be go 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 Mm. burn 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 like hustle 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 that we 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 failed Mm. and i've got i've got the receipts on my phone but i have had the conversation with maybe five or six women where i'm like are you actually kidding me there's a virus out there the world has (laughs) shut down who why are you running like that meme said why are you running so in that same vein afro some of us need to be so much more humble and put mm. our hand up to say, bro, I'm struggling, cuz I'm struggling, babe, mm. I'm struggling. Because unless we tell you, mm. how will you know? As Mike, as Michael said, if you guys only see us one way and we keep playing uh, that game, uh, uh, it's a lose-lose situation. Uh, this is deep, man. It's deep. I think, I think the... Uh, I think one of the challenging things about this whole 
this whole you know situation that we're finding ourselves in is the fact that again like you said where are we keeping the same energy for the females that are that are the ladies that are dying at the hands of police brutality or whatever it is Mm. um as much as we are the men because even like black women are coming out and protesting against men i always you know what I always think of um, a Black Panther. Whenever I think yeah. of Black women, yeah, it, Black Panther. The way that that was the the um, they depicted uh, the, how the, the, the women, the, is it the yeah, Jory? The, the Jory women. Jory, is that their name? I think I think so. Something like that. I remember something the like main that. the main one was called Okoye. Something, or something like, that. like that. Yes. So that 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 group okay, of, yeah. of women, right, mm-hmm. and how they protected mm-hmm. black men. Like I always just think of how how. How me- the symbolism behind that the symbolism that behind that, that mm. it doesn't matter how many times a, a black woman is put down she will always rise to protect her black man right right and i don't know if us as mm. black men keep that same mm. energy because i think the part of the whole the whole fact of our privilege as black men the fact that we're, we're men is that we oftentimes think that women are there to serve us mm. as opposed to we're there to serve them Mm-hmm. But then also on a simple on a simple like numbers game, it's kind of like okay, mm. well, if she stops sacrificing right. herself for me, mm. not to be crude, yeah, but I'll real, get another right. one. So even the way if we're talking about desirability politics, and we're talking about partnerships and marriages, and the dating game, a lot of men see it as a game, as survival of the fittest of. Who can show me that she's a proverb thirty-one or a, a keeper of the home, etc., etc. Insert whatever um, like analogy you want. Who can show me mm. that she is worthy of me? Uh, and uh, that's the thing. You guys uh, are not the prize. Uh, we are. Uh, we are the prize. Try and build your empire without us. Where, who's bearing your kids if we if we say no if we step back and say actually no you do the emotional work you do the healing work you get your 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 faith walk in line that's you you get your mental health in alignment but we don't do that we don't hold you to account because we believe that you guys are the prize so we take whatever you give and we burn out because we overcompensate uh. and a lot of us are walking around with this superwoman complex we're looking for a project mm. listen my 20s, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, littered mm-hmm. with, I want to help a brother. I ain't helping nobody. 2018, I said, the days of like, quote, and we use language like, oh, I'm sewing into him. I'm doing, no, sis, no, sis. This is actually real spit, you know. This is actually real spit. He's a grown man. You do, you do. Right. And it's, it's hard work how can you turn around and tell your family mm. members like i have that listen i'm focusing on my mental uh, physical health uh, it's, it's real spit you know it's real spit mm. real spit hey what what one thing that i'd like to just you know add to it i think um not just in not just in churches but i'm going to focus on churches because you know that's pretty much my life mm. that's where i grew up right um <laughs> i feel like mm. churches have to do more to put, especially in black churches, we've got to do more to mm. respect women, respect black women, because I don't feel as if that we do that enough. It's almost as if you are the wife, yeah. yeah? You do as I, you do as I say. Uh, Have some damn yeah. babies, yeah, and shut your mouth. Mm. Obviously, not with that rhetoric, but yeah. I think the behavior reflects mm-hmm. that rhetoric, mm. you know. And 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 oh, almost like 
me growing up here, I never, uh, I never saw women as leaders uh, in the church base. You know, I never saw that. Ooh. And even my, my parents' church here, uh, all the men are pastors. You never see women on the pulpit. Uh, you know, you don't see women. Uh, women just mm. bear babies. Yeah. And I feel as if that, that has to change because, like I uh, said, we see them as disposable, you know. And that shouldn't be the case. Even the church that we're, we're speaking on, that we're highlighting, <laughs> I must say it, Hillsong, yeah. I feel as if that they need to do, that they, they need to do better in that respect. If, you know, based on what I actually said, because now that's not flipping fair. That's not, that's not how we should be treating our women. And mm. the black men in that church, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. It, oh, it, it's imperative yeah. that they look yeah. after the black women. Especially yes, say that. when you have married <laughs> a white woman. Yep, yeah. Especially. But the thing is, even if you haven't, like, I'm just trying to, I'm just having small, small flashbacks to, like, my experiences in that foyer. And it's just weird. And it's like, bro, you can talk to me and it doesn't have to be a mm. dating thing. Like, we're in this together. If we are the family, if we are the body, it doesn't have to be, oh, you only talk to her because maybe you're in the same connect group and maybe you've prayed on it and God has given you a green light mm. to ask her out. Mm. Like, can you not just, can mm. we just not kiki and talk about life and like mm. do you know what I mean and I think now because I'm not in the church space you guys can maybe give um, yeah. more highlight to it but I can imagine that people are missing genuine community like genuine community people yeah. are um, appreciating more just that casual yeah. hello how was your week and just have a conversation and it doesn't have to lead to anything and I think particularly if we're talking about black women in church space I would challenge you to actually um challenge you to actually um you've got to call a spade a spade man i'm not gonna i'm again it's embracing where i'm at and i i know that in time when i address my issues with black men in religious leadership we'll see like i love black you wouldn't men. be so I, and I think that is my mm. issue. If I didn't love black men, ha, the way my life will be easy. But the way I love you lot is too much. Um, but my thing is I would challenge the women listening to the podcast. Try and form friendships with the men in your life. And the way I used to see it was these are the future uncles, yeah. the future mentors, the future whoever, like tutors or whoever. Like you want to build a village where you have not just the father that the child looks up to, but he has or she has uncles who can guide her and she can see multiple examples of what like healthy yeah. black manhood looks like. Like think five or ten years from now. Think of if you were married and you had kids right now and you needed, you know, that brother in, brother in Christ to come and help you because uh. something broke in the house but your husband is a key worker like do you know what I mean like we need to start thinking longer term it's mm. not just every day like mm. oh is he, you know it, who's such, that's such a one-dimensional way to look at relationships and I, like, yeah. it does get a bit dry because yeah you know yeah. when you when you get into a relationship you realize you actually need your your brothers your sisters <laughs> around you as well you know so if you're just forming relationships solely based on Ah, uh, is this the potential suit, or is this the woman who's gonna carry my child? Then you don't, you just, you don't allow. Yeah, is that all this is? 
This is it. Yeah. Is that, is that all, is that all you guys feel? The one who took their sexual <laughs> appetite as a result of, you know what I mean, being single or whatever. So maybe that's why I shot. Yeah, that's a whole number. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's another convert. I know you yeah, already had that convert. Mad. Yeah, well, convert. I think, I think, um, I always love when we get when we get Aisha, aka Melanie Monroe, onto our podcast, man, because she she gets us to think very deeply, and also she just comes with the straight facts, bro. The straight mm. facts, and um, and we definitely, definitely appreciate yeah. having you on, sis. Like, mm. it's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like. Um, again, as we continue to see this unfold, there will definitely be um, more to talk about on this topic. But we want to make sure that you know we want to reflect what we're seeing because, from from my perspective, I'm just kind of like, let's see where the the hype. Once the hype and the bandwagon kind of starts to slow down, let's see what really happens in terms of structural change, legislative change, mm-hmm. um, societal change. So at that point, I'm sure we'll have you back on. But in the meantime, if anyone right. wants to check out. Uh, uh, another podcast that can uh, where, where you want to hear more of Aisha and her and her gems and knowledge. You want to check out Pettiness and Politics. Uh, it's available everywhere. It's on Spotify as well, isn't it, Ash? You on Spot? Yep, Spot Spotify. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, sounds, so yeah, you can check that out there. Um, yeah, man. But other than that, we thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Point Podcast. The movie boys, Afro Mike and Enoch, as per yeah. Um, Cheese. I hope you guys have taken notes. Um, and yeah, man, we'll bye. catch you guys next week for another one. Yeah, All, All right, right. gang. Peace out. Love. All Love. right, guys. Bye. 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 Peace. Love.